Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 everyone. <laughs> Kevin Patterson. It's best month for people to be talk in your earlobes. I just like the way that sounds. But anywho, <laughs> if you, yes, you are a drug-free athlete, I'm cutting it short, Des, because we got a lot coming. And they're looking <laughs> okay, for me. Go for it. Yeah, like what, that's all right? Like a Mack truck through ice cream. Oi, oi, oi. Check it, check it, check it, check Oh, I like that. There you go. Oh, see, oh, see, oh, see. Check that at com. And now let's chit-chat with about Hello, Desiree. How you doing? Hello, hello. You know, I was really hoping for more of an Australian accent today, Kaylin, in honor of our guest. If you guys haven't, if you oh, guys we'll haven't seen, we'll if you haven't seen, we'll get it. We're going to get it. If you haven't seen our promo link, and if you haven't gathered by now from our Aussie cheers, we've got one of our favorite Aussies back on the show with us tonight, and that is personal chef and nutrition coach, if that's the right term for you, Mark South, but it's Mark South. So, Mark, say hello, introduce yourself to all of our new listeners, and then let's get into it. Hi, thank you. It's great to be speaking to you again and being back on the show. Yeah, so you got my name completely right. You got that I'm a personalized chef and nutritionist and nutrition coach, lifestyle coach. So that's a very good introduction. (laughs) All right. Fantastic. And just in case you guys are wondering, it is 8.30 in the morning in Brisbane. Is it Brisbane or Brisbane? How are we pronouncing that? What's the correct pronunciation? Brisbane's good. Brisbane. All right. Brisbane. So it is yeah. 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and then it is 8.30 a.m. in Australia on Wednesday. So that's always a little bit of a mind twist for me, that it's already a different day somewhere else. But, you know, it makes perfect sense. So it's, I, it technology does. is just so cool that you can be talking with someone around the world. the world in a different day. <laughs> and yet we're all here at the same time. Yes. Fantastic. Yes, yes. Well, if you guys have been following us for any length of time, we've had Mark on the show several times to talk about different things, all health-related and bodybuilding. Um, And uh, tonight is no different, but tonight I think we're going to – Mark is with us here, and uh, we're going to set the record straight on a few things because it seems to be that there are some other programs out there that are sharing, as Mark would call it, just rubbish. It's rubbish, y'all, and we don't want the rubbish. We want the real deal, holy field. And so tonight we're going to be talking about <laughs> we're going to be talking about body systems. Um, we're going to be talking about nutrition in there, but most specifically, I think we are going to be talking about oxidants and free radicals and exercise and all of that kind of stuff. So. Mark, set me straight if I'm wrong, and if I'm on the right track, kind of get us started on this discussion tonight. Let's let's the rubbish, or maybe identify the rubbish, and then get to the non-rubbish along this line. Wow, that sounds terrific. And yes, it's. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity to just put it in maybe more simpler terms, but just to be quite um, factual about how our how our bodies operate. 
um, um, I've listened to people um, of late uh, giving people deterrence away from things like green vegetables, broccoli and spinach. And without a question of a doubt, these vegetables do um, give the liver, um, provide the liver with the, the necessary recognition that oxidants become a, a deposit of the process from, say, broccoli, etc. Um, but to say then to stop eating broccoli or things like that due to this is complete utter ridiculous statement because quite naturally our body um, runs in cycles. Uh, it's meant to perform it this way. Um, so as we create oxi oxidants or free radicals in our body, a fit able body then reacts to this and clears them. It's the whole process. Just like putting petrol in the car, we burn it, it has carbon, it goes out the back door. Now, of course, you know, so to just, be clear, there's oxygen. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and jump in here just for a second, Mark, because first of all, the fact that anyone would say stop eating green vegetables, I agree, is complete ridiculousness. Complete and utter ridiculousness. For the record, I think that's ridiculousness. But before we get too much, go ahead and explain to our group what an oxidant is, what a free radical is, and and then we'll get into what on earth these things have to do with green vegetables. Okay. I think we have, um, let's call them an, well, an oxidant. So something that's in your body, a broken chain, it has no physical use except from running around your body and being an absolute nuisance um, that in simple terms can create damage to cells or can... Uh, um, disarrange or affect the way that the body uh, operates or functions. And there's oxidants such as environmental oxidants, such as smoke, such as carbons, such as chemicals, etc., or smoking. These are things that are basically we could come in contact with, but we have the ability to obviously control these factors if, if we know them. And then there's oxidants such as things from broken down foods, such as broccoli, for instance, um, and there's also free radicals that we get as a result of, say, physical movement, exercise. So we're burning, um, we're utilizing things, they're shorter cells, they become free radicals, they go roaming around the body. So if you put it in contents that oxidants, especially in the ones that come from, let's say, movement, they're imperative for us. You know, it's imperative that we move, that we exercise, that we work out, that we create these, that as a result, free radicals appear. But this is imperative. You know, they are not necessarily evil. They are actually just the sequence, uh, the system of us physically being active, which we all should be, um, whether we're just walking or however it is. We are active human beings, so we are continually going to create them. Um, but what yeah. it is, I think, a very, a, a very good word to use for everything in our life is balance, especially when it comes to the anatomy and our functioning and everything else like that. We want to create a balance in our body so it can perform. You know, we, we create these things and naturally a fit type of person has raised this activity level, which has raised the awareness of the body to react to free radicals. Hence, we get better at it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so people who are quite lethargic or fatigued and that may be suffering from over oxidation in, in their system but as we exercise and as we get better 
we're strengthening our body. We're strengthening our inflammatory conditions and our ability to get rid of these free radicals um, because we're naturally fitter and more used to it. Our body is aware of dysfunction, so we've naturally raised it. We can, of course, eat um, to support this as well. Um, and there's various foods, let's say black fruit being quite high uh, and antioxidants and really supporting this. But we don't have to eat a, uh, an awful lot. Uh, it is a natural occurring, let's say, process in our body that we shouldn't be listening to scaremongering, um, such as shouldn't eat this or shouldn't eat that. Of course, if you were suffering, let's say, fatigue or suffering or you're an older type of person, or you're just plain suffering and it happens, then it would be focused on a little bit more through foods, etc. But our bodies, plain and they have the ability to cope, and that's what we're trying to program. Uh, that's, what, that's what needs to be focused on, rather than saying, don't eat this, this, and this, because unfortunately, if we listen to everybody on every type of subject like this who has something to sell or some gimmick, we end up just um, there you go. making everybody get to put food in their mouth um, yeah. and to not understand uh, not to understand that the body will give you a signal if something is wrong. It's the ability to pick up on this signal and to react to this signal. Me as a practitioner, I don't know about you until your body tells me. So our body does tell us uh, whether we're fatigued, whether we're feeling great, whether that was really good for us, whether that was exciting or not exciting, whether that burnt or that was cold. Um, so it's just that realization that, especially on bodybuilding process, um, it is a natural process for us to create these free radicals through our movement, through our exercise. And naturally, by doing that, we build ourselves up to be able, through this physical, our body's reaction to be able to cope with this, to be able to manage yeah. this. Um, having a bit of vitamin C and, and vitamin E in your system certainly is going to help but it's not normally a case where we directly supplement for this because the root is is to get your body in a position to it doesn't need it necessarily is to get your position to react and for you to verify that you're feeling good yes it's yeah. um i went and did my exercise i was tired my normal fatigue but i came back i'm on schedule i went back to the gym the following day i felt good these are all signs that your body has managed what it's there for so it mm -hmm. doesn't create overly zealous or overly alert suspicions about whether eating green vegetables as an example is is a good or bad thing well you know, and if before we, start, we go uh, any deeper in that mark let's just you know talk about the elephant in the room and that's that you know you you touched on it with the gimmick part of it and people are trying to find their niche in and whatever the way they can to start making money in, 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 a, in a good fashion, it's not necessarily safe for the person or the consumer, but it's safe for their pocketbooks and wallet. So, you know, with, with the gimmicks out there, and we, we have a lot. I mean, I, I, I can remember back in the day of the infomercials, I would almost laugh at, at some of the stuff that was being shared and, 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 and spoken but there were other people that saw it and said, wow, that sounds pretty interesting. I'd better take a look at it. You know, and a lot of the uh, pharmaceuticals, when they're basically doing their sales pitch, they're basically playing on your fears in an effort to basically open that wallet and pocketbook as well. So, you know, what are some of the methods or methodology they're using 
to basically get these brains stimulated to think that they might be at risk for some of these falsehoods. Yeah, I think it's, you know, we we live in a very marketing uh, environment. You can go and see a box of cornflakes and there on there is 99.9% fat-free, but it's basically got nothing in it, so it might as well be 99.9% fat-free, you know. Uh, and so on uh, the other side, the one thing we don't advertise or put any marketing material around is your uh, is your fruits and your vegetables, uh, because we as natural humans know that there's some good quality in there. But uh, I think it's the thing that, you know, number one, physically tell people not to eat something as a general statement, um, mm-hmm. which isn't like say a donut, right? Which hey, is hey, something don't, that, don't, brother. <laughs> but, but but we know that there's a different uh, correlation and a different reaction and a different it's just you know, it's not as healthy, let's say, even though it could mm. generate positive sharing and engaging with people which is less important with, with things. Or your stick of cheese can't you can have that once in a while, of course. Mm. You know, um is that it's it's just wrong to actually go picking on things that that they have a, just a complete negative effect where there's more benefit in eating broccoli in a generalized sense than there is to uh, to ignore it. The same as coffee we utilize for certain conditions, uh, neurological uh, and all these type of things. So it's very wrong to start saying that certain foods, you know, have have no benefit or are completely negative. Uh, towards us, especially when a vast population of people are eating it. Yes. With the perception that it's good. <laughs> you know, and the right perception that that it's good. Um, to me, it's a little bit worse than going around saying everybody should be on keto um, because it will work for some people for a while and some people will just hate it. Uh, but where you don't feel no symptoms and you're okay, and then someone says, yeah, but that's wrong for you, you should be very careful about it, I think that's just very off-putting, and that we are we are supposed to transfer just basic knowledge to people that have faith. This is how your body operates. Mm-hmm. You know, don't cut the short by saying, as a result of eating broccoli, you've now got lots of oxidants being released from your liver, um, without telling what comes next. What is the next phase the body does? I mean, bodybuilding world, we have a lot. Um, uh, the other example is we, we have something like amino acids. We don't use them all. Our body doesn't store it. It gets rid of it. Uh, we mm-hmm. can understand that. We should be saying the same about these other things that create oxidants um, and what our body does with that as well. So... I just think it just needed to be sorted out that we can't go around telling everybody to start questioning things that are making them feel okay, good. Yeah, I mean, but that's, that's just kind of our way. I mean, if you look at an R, I'm, I'm using the global R in our way, but, you know, look at cholesterol and look at fat-free and look at all these things that – just aren't true. And and I think, Kaylin, you both actually have hit the nail on the head. Kaylin is like, you know, everybody's trying to find their niche in a saturated market. So what is the most, you know, outlandish thing we can put out there to gain traction that might have a smidgen 
of truth to it. And even if it is true, it doesn't mean that it's true for every single body, as Mark was saying, because everybody is different. Every food is going to react sometimes differently in a certain person's body, depending on what their type, body type is, do they have food allergies, so on and so forth. What their level of health is, what their level of gut health is, is going to make a big difference as to whether or not a food is going to work for you. But just to put out a blanket statement, well, it creates oxidant, so it's bad. Stop eating broccoli. Now, that's that's just um, it's careless, I think. If you are a nutritionist or a person giving nutrition advice, just putting out a blanket statement such as that. Yeah, and I think there's, you know, even the subject on broccoli, you know, I know, I know, you know, some people do eat vast amounts of it, and as a result, they get bloating, gas. You do, won't want to stand behind them. They get a little bit of pain in the tummy. <laughs> this is because don't eat too much of it. 80 grams is enough per portion. You don't need any more than that. Um, there's plenty more uh, benefit in the stems of broccoli. Some people don't like the hardness on the outside. Okay, so shave that, that off. Uh, cooking it versus eating it raw. Um, has a great difference to the body as well. Some body types, it's good for them to have it with some crisp in it because it's a good cleaner of the digestive tract, especially people on high protein. So there's many facets and benefits from things that where they're found to be applicable to somebody um, is the way that we should be looking at things uh, rather than saying, oh, there's a potential. Uh, oh, your body's going to have a bad reaction to this. Well, no, not everybody's body's going to have a bad reaction to these type of things, uh, especially, again, I know I'm harping on it, when someone's feeling betterment from something, why then tell them that there's something that could potentially go wrong? Um, because yeah. especially when the body is not saying there's anything wrong. But, of course, there are people who are suffering from oxidated stress, but they're not the... Thankfully, they're not the whole population, um, and you can treat that. Um, that is quite evident, but, and it may be that you're on a, let's say, minimized uh, suggested uh, intake, like you could with any chronic condition. Uh, as you get something that's pointed out, your foods come down to be more focused. Um, but we generally should eat a good balanced mix of diet, and measure ourselves on our performance, not on what may be written in literature um, completely or spoken about. Well, you know, it, 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 there's so much going on in this, in this world right now, especially when it comes to misinformation. It's almost like there's a global outreach to get everybody not to trust anyone. And it, it, it's amazing the stuff that we latch on to, I think simply because it's relative to what we might be thinking or saying, but it's not really, it's, it's not really beneficial because it's, you know, I, I've seen people eat broccoli for decades and that's one of their main things and they never had any health issues. And then there's some people that are allergic to it and, 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 and have some, issues, you know, issues, but they're not deadly. It's just like maybe uh, make more water retention or, or, or something that that's not really causing them harm. But like you're saying, it make them make them gassy or basically run you out of the, the building. But nothing that would be life threatening. So you know, how does this stuff 
basically transcend common sense and logic. And and why do we tend to latch on the information like this as if it's some kind of factual statement at all? You know, I think, KP, um, it could be the case that, you know, us as educators, as, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a bodybuilder myself, but I support, but I support bodybuilders and someone who loves that participation, you know, you market yourself and you say things, but you should be saying things that are going to be warranted. You know, it's going to be of value to people because then you then present a purpose, a reason why people engage with. And I Mm -hmm. think that, you know, there's a stigma around bodybuilding that it's chicken and broccoli. Bodybuilding equals chicken and broccoli. Mm -hmm. Right? So someone coming in and picking on these type of things is quite open. I would say that the majority of bodybuilders um, don't have a broad enough spectrum of let's say intake they do focus on certain things that with a concentration of just continual intake of these things there's there's potential let's say not fact there's potential that they could get short in another area um so eating chicken and broccoli all the time is not let's say a well-balanced diet as such but i think we practically know this um Mm -hmm. and if someone who's on that diet has symptoms of fatigue or bloating or poor tummy or something like that um they should have the ability to jump up and say to their coach or to their dietitian or their nutritionist hey i'm having this effect and if the dietitian says to you then oh well stay on it because you're a bodybuilder we know that's wrong Um, and i just think it's the case of like just just giving people the right information rather than utilizing it and twisting it um mm-hmm. to make get your voice or your presence like to put your name in the picture um because you're going to fall down it's oh, likely yeah. going forward truth to people because somewhere someone along the line is going to say well i'm not a bodybuilder but i'm a professor of uh, science and that is a complete load of rubbish who the hell taught you that um, and it also gives a bad opinion of our profession if we're saying things that is not about, one, the individual, two, overgeneralizing, and three, cutting stories short. It's like reading a book to page 100 where there's 100 to go. So how did that finish? You don't need to know how it finished, right? Um, you just stick with the first 100 pages. It's just not the case. So one is the concern of giving people clear information, education about how their body should work. Tell them how it should work. They could then possibly tell you where they feel personally that they're not quite there. They need a little bit of support or or balancing out. And to not tell people that just focus on the negative, which is so easy to do, um, at the expense of all the good benefits that are potentially lying there as well. And, and I mean, and that's that's exactly the way that it should happen. That's just not always the way that information sharing does happen. Um, question here from Bethany, and I'm going to take us back a little bit to uh, earlier in the conversation we were, were talking about just picking out, you know, a small truth that might be true for a few people but not true for many people just to get people's attention. And she's wanting to know, is this what is known as pseudoscience? What do we think? Pseudo meaning false or? Yeah. Yes. 
Well, the the physical the the physical yes, broccoli will will deposit as a result of breaking it down oxidants into the body. No question about that. But our bodies can cope with it, and that should be and that should be the function. We're living human beings that live and operate and get our serotonin and dopamine from being on this planet. So how are we best to live? We have to assess ourselves as to who we are and what we're capable of and to put trust in the feelings that we get in return from our from our body. That will that will release chemicals that make us feel good and signals that will not make us that that are like alarm bells, hey, we need to do something, you need to supply or stop doing this or stop doing that. Um we need to learn like that because to tell somebody how there's a negative in this, uh, there's a negative potentially in every single food we eat. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But that cannot override the primary function, use, ability of that food and its uh, chemical effect and betterment on our body, where at times it could be negative, where at other times it could be positive. So we can't keep discluding all of our wealth because we're just going to get poorer. Mm-hmm. And to say can't have, can't have, can't have, can't have, can't have, it's about a balanced diet. So it includes fruits, it includes vegetables, it includes proteins, whether we get Very into good. an argument of animal protein, vegetable protein. You know, um, tomos are carbohydrates, they're fruits, they're this, that, and the other. It's a generalization. If they've got a problem, then, then they're going to need to balance. They're going to need to look at some other foods to bring them back into balance. Metamorphs are mm. fatty acids. They handle them much better than anybody else. They go off balance. I have Tanika sometimes. She's hit her fatty acid. She's feeling good. Then she hits a point where I notice, hold on, your muscles are being affected. You're getting a little bit of fatigue. We need to change your diet. To Now she gets a lot of fatty deposits as a result of it. We just rake those out so... You know, you could say that fatty acids are negative, but for some people, they're they're extremely beneficial. Um, mm-hmm. So again, it, it's just saying again that we cannot turn around and say that these things are completely should never be eaten by people, um, and we can't get away from the fact that we need to raise our ability to have this anti-inflammatory system, to have management of oxidants that are. Uh, come into our body that is the focus to have a good healthy immune system and to know when our immune system might not be switched on due to stress or something like that uh, this is the real go. education so so people have the warn have a self-built understanding to have their own warning signs not to have to keep running back to a professional uh, to say oh i don't feel very good again i don't feel very good again to have a little bit, we should be educating so people have a better understanding to have more personal control and awareness of themselves and ideas of what they could do. Yeah. Um, what I'd like to add to it is the fact that, you know, it, it, I wouldn't really look at it as, as pseudoscience as more as I would look at it as abbreviated science. I mean, you're basically picking and choosing the things that you want to focus on instead of what the actual community should be dealing with. Like Mark is saying, you know, the body is going to be at different stresses at different times. And the whole trick should be to get that body back to balance. Some kind of way that just holds everything in place like it should. 
the human body functions for a reason, and, and, and it needs certain guidelines and steps and procedures to make sure it functions correctly. To key on one part that's going to basically get your name into the market is not really fair to the market because you're not helping humanity. You're basically helping yourself in a very selfish way and basically taking away from someone else's health in the process because now, you know, this thing that your body deals well with, being broccoli as an example, is no longer in that diet. So now your body starts to break down in other areas and, and, and you know, sleep, uh, basically function, uh, work, uh, a correct mindset. There's so many things that are, are, are thrown out of balance when we start basically getting false information, trying to keep ourselves in balance. And then there's stressors, especially with the cortisol release, with, with, with fear and doubt. And there's just so many, there's a lot of calamity that can happen. And it's not worth the false information that's being given and shared. And it's, it's really sad that people are doing this at a time when health is really at a premium you know, with the virus and all these other sicknesses, you know, running around and possibly the ones coming up in the future. So it's it's really a shame that people are taking this time now to do such ignorance and, and pass it along as if it's somehow going to benefit society when it's only benefiting themselves. You know, I think like at, at this, to maybe add to that, Kaylin, at this time where, um, you know, again, it's a balance. We, we uh, like I've been extremely busy on assisting people to um, increase their immune system. Um, okay, but at the same time, there's a balance because a lot of people that I come across uh, have become, uh, especially in America, uh, are, have separation, uh, anxiety. They have stress about the family, you know, and basically yeah. when our body goes through this viral flight, this stress, it becomes a primary type of signaling primary type of focus of the body to take care of the stress first. So therefore, it's turned the, uh, the immune system off um, or the focus on the immune system's development off until it started to ease or to get over this stress state. So again, it's a balance. Um, so I think the thing is, especially, I mean, uh, we're just pick, picking on broccoli all the time here, but it's great for the immune system, uh, and it's in a lot of protocols for immune system, or can be very fitting within a, in the immune system. So it's just again that balance. And what we don't want to do is to raise the stress, is to raise the concern, especially without any proof. Yes. And and that's right, I mean right there is the main thing is the proof. Go ahead. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, that's what every living person provides if we stop and listen. Um, you know, there's lots, I mean, I'm involved with it as well. There's lots of studies, there's lots of written docu uh, do documentation, published uh, medical papers on, you know, certain things I've just said, you know, like uh, biotypes, et cetera, and their uh, inherent, say, structure, shape, chemical use, and all these type of things. But each one of those is also different as well, dependent on their environment, their conditions, their own prototype. It's not until we balance them or correct them that we can then say, yeah, go, 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 go. But this person will naturally feel out of kilter or 
if they do something in life that is because it fits in, maybe with working hours, maybe they've got kids now, maybe, you know, for whatever, it doesn't mean your biology is wrong. It just means that you're fitting into life and you're trying to seek this balance. But at the end of it, you feel happy and comfortable. Um, you're, you're positive. You're having your doberman. You're sleeping okay. So these are all signs that we should be triggering with people uh, about how you feel rather than picking on potential things that may not be an issue for somebody, may not be relevant to somebody. Right. So they're not of any betterment to be in that conversation with. You know, having that conversation, you know, so it's just giving people the facts that's based on them personally rather than all this generalization. I mean, should everybody be on a keto diet? Should everybody be a vegan? You know, you know, there's no such diet available that we can say, except from saying, eat a good, healthy, all-round diet mm-hmm. that gives your body the supply of nutrients and vitamins and everything else that it needs to operate and be mindful of how you feel, how happy you are, how fatigued you are, and then take some actions towards that um, the case needs will arrive. So we've just got to lower the fear and our education should be about what helps you prevent fear, what helps you prevent falling back because you're a bodybuilder uh, who's working out X amount of hours a day and putting this amount of fatigue on yourself and then you're going to work or you're going home. We need to be tailored for that individual rather than have very common statements that are across the, to really excel in the betterment and to focus on focus on the betterment of the, of, of a person. Well, first off, can I just say how I love how you say the word vitamin or vitamin, <laughs> but I just like the vitamin. Um, I just had to throw yeah, that out there because that's on the top of my mind. And then uh, secondly, who knew broccoli could cause such a stir? But it's really not the fact right? that it's broccoli, but it's just the fact of how it's been portrayed in this particular instance. And, you know, and it's not so much that they were sharing that it causes oxidants or oxidative stress in your system or that it can um, because that's the true part. But what they didn't share was the other half of the story is where we get so lost at, um, which is the part that Mark is talking about is that, yes, it might cause oxidants or oxidative stress on cells, but our bodies can deal with it and it's a natural part of the process and it's not going to cause it for everybody. It's all these different proof points that didn't get shared with the story that, that should have been. And so that's where you kind of get your pseudoscience where it's true, but you're not getting the full picture. And and I think especially today with the, with the media environment that we're in, we all just need to really stop and ask ourselves when we hear something, are we getting the full picture? Because I I think it would be terrible if people started, stopped eating broccoli. Now, for all of you out there that don't like vegetables or have young children who don't like vegetables and they're probably cheering about this, it's not a reason to cheer. You all need your vegetables for overall health, immune system, all that great stuff that Mark's been talking about. Um, I'm going to take us on a little bit different track here because, Mark, you've been throwing out some things that maybe our listeners aren't quite familiar with. And while I know they could be a whole show on their own, I'm going to uh, to uh, kind of give us the highlights. You you referenced all the different body types, or we've talked about the three. So uh, endomorph, um, mesomorph. What's the third one? I'm forgetting right now. Um, 
There we go. There we go. So can you just give us the the 30,000 foot view of what each of those body types are so our listeners have a feel because some of them are probably like, what the heck is he talking about and, and how does this apply to me? Yeah, it's um uh first of all it's quite well um there's some there's some very good images of bodies uh on the internet. Uh you just put uh biotypes, et cetera, in there and it will always give you normally like six bodies of male, female in each category. So your ectomorph uh or the ectogene um is the more thinner, um, lesser body weight type of people structurally I'm talking about with body weight, structurally so they have very high metabolisms. They, they're relatively quite lean. Um, for instance, they're good at certain things like uh, the marathon walkers. They're, they're predominantly this ecto um, uh, more uh, people. Um, so again, slight in build, slight frame, not as large a frame. Some can have bigger jaws, but generally the structure from toe is is a smaller is a smaller frame. Um, they love certain, the, the ectogene means you have a lot of neurological development from this gene, so carbohydrates, hence being a go-to food for them. Uh, very high metabolism, so very good for them to have their foods really well cooked because to absorb, they're also very big users of minerals, so they need to eat frequently, can be find themselves not eating enough or more frequently their mind and their activities might get in the way of food, for instance. Then you have the mesomorphs, a bigger frame, not so, um, not so much tall people. Uh, they're normally 5'8", five, 5'10", five, around that area. Um, a little bit more bigger, great ability to build mass. Um, fatty acid type of people, they love quite well. Um, quite more cases of high blood pressure in them than any other species. So salt at night, not great. They love activity. The main thing for them is movement. Um, your ecto is thinking um, and your uh, and ticking boxes, your meso is movement. It's the most primary thing for them. Then they get starving and must eat, right? So they get confused. No, food is more important. No, I've got to move, right? So very <laughs> agile type of people, but aren't really big, but can put on good mass. Um, then your endos, so your big frame people. Big structures, supporting muscle mass along that structure to be able to support it. Um, very much veg, green vegetable, um, uh, a high priority for these. They're after protein to support their structure, but not just animal protein, cross proteins from uh, vegetables and legumes and their animal protein. Um, big, big storers um, can put on lots of mass. Um, providers, family orientated, loving people. Um, they're big because they're, they're seen to be big because they're protective of their community, their friends. Um, I know we have one sat listening to this now um, who must be in an <laughs> ideal job uh, helping the community in KP because that's what they love. That's, as long as people are around them are looking okay, they're okay. They can put others before themselves as well where a mezzo might think of themselves more than they think of anybody else. Not a bad thing. Um, so that's the generalized overview of them. So you've got someone like The Rock uh, is a endo. 
uh, who are you got? I don't know. I shouldn't have gone to bloody film stars because I'm not that great with them. Uh, uh, <laughs> what the goal is, uh, you know, is, 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 is an endo. So big frame people um, that do well on a high vegetable diet, um, but protein being very important to them because things like potassium, phosphorus and all these type of things are quite uh, big to them. But they're the ones that carry a lot of weight, can store a lot of weight, think there's a fathom tomorrow where there's not. Um, you know, but they like to store, be protective, like a bear. Um, so that's the generalist. And they are big. They are your big open bodybuilders. Not that a meso or a morphic set meso can't go and stage with them as well. But, you know, they are the big muscles because they have the structure that needs the support. They have the weight and the density that needs that support. Where you've got a meso being agile and the fatty acid component um, it's far more important for them to look after their tendons and their ligaments to stretch AM, to focus on their muscles, maybe PM, but to keep their body supple and able to be as agile as important because that will what will keep their serotonin ticking over if they're doing the things they like. So their ligaments, etc., become very important, especially if they're bodybuilders, because as we build our muscle, we shorten these ligaments. So they've got to keep them supple. So not just weights all the time, um, but focus on your weights to build your body, but also that flexibility needs to be maintained as well, stretching out your ligaments, et cetera, to keep them natural, to keep them, let's say, oil for your fatty acids and all these type of things. So hope that explained without going too deep, Des, for you. Oh, it does. Perfect. <laughs> Kaylin? Yeah. <laughs> Calling, calling, Kaylee. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, that was your cue. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I appreciate that, but I, I was making sure you didn't have something going on. Um, I, I definitely agree. We we have we have the knowledge. I mean, but I think the bit the one of the hardest things for technology is knowing the best way to use it, and mm-hmm. you know because it it sounds. Like, you know, there's a guy at our gym, and he's the best example of what we're dealing with currently. And he's so afraid of being wrong that he became a know-it-all because that way he couldn't be wrong because even if he was wrong, he was just mistaken. But in the process of sharing his information, it's not really information. It's just gossip. And there's a lot, there's a lot happening with that that's just taking away from what we're doing. You know, because he's not saying anything, even though he's running his mouth mostly all of the day. So if if we're going to be uh, that new person, if we're going to be that that person, like Mark is saying, of, of true intelligence, at some point we have to agree that we have the potential to be wrong. And that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing that it seems like most people are afraid of right now is being mistaken or wrong. It's like it's it can't happen because then you're stupid, you're dumb or whatever. So when, when he's sharing all this information, a lot of people are hearing it and it's like they're hearing it for the first time because it's the actual truth and not basically just hearsay or ignorance. And, you know, when you have a body type, like he's saying, and you're using that body like you should, you see great results from it. So, you know, if you can re- review this, uh, listen to it again and make sure that what you're doing is actually good for your body and not harmful to it because we can't keep 
going off of misinformation and expecting good results. And and I think I think the thing is, KP, is that we okay. Biotypes is one thing um, that just says that people are different. You know, mm-hmm. the outcome of gene input, etc. Well, this goes for you can even break it down to individuals. That yes, we have similarities, but different things work. I mean, things that don't work. You going down and doing an incline bench press as an endo. We're not necessarily talking about your current capabilities to do an incline bench chest now. It could be big because you've built and you've been doing it for years. But the benefit for you as an endomorph with that fiber around that upper part of your pecs is good for you. For me as an ecto, I have hardly any fiber. I should be focused on flat benching, the compound muscle, not trying to, because I just don't have that structure. So it's just one example on how we're different. You would get maybe a mesomorph that likes a lot of agile type of training or a lot of variance. Or you have an endo that really wants longevity. You know, 40 minutes in a gym is pathetic. It's useless. They've got to be in there for an hour plus because otherwise their body's too strong. Uh, it's too capable. It's like a calf muscle carrying our weight all the time. It's just you've got to pound it unless it won't move. So there's there's different we have to look at it on the personal level because you versus another endo you could be fed different you could be having a different type of life feeling different you both at a different level of training both have different level of capabilities so it should come down to the personal approach for a person um, to help them grow or develop not uh, and that's where generalization doesn't work I mean mm-hmm. an athlete goes to coach to get that coach to focus on them if they're in the team they still got to focus on them but how that interlinks with the rest of the team and how their patterns of play are going to be yes but there's still an address on that individual that is plain and simply an individual um endos they they uh, love force like hitting punch bags heavy weights it releases dopamine for you um doing something that's pussyfooting you might might not mind stretching especially in your position because you're probably taking a group so if you see the smile of everybody in the group even though it's physically not something for you you're getting a kick from everybody's happy and enjoying themselves where me i'd probably want to stretch for 30 minutes and say god hope this class is finished now yeah so we're all different (laughs) and we should all be open to appreciate how different we are and how beautiful that is. Um, you know, it's no good having an uh, endo if you've got a small window to climb through. You want an ecto, he's got shorter shoulders, as we're not going to get in this place. You know, we, we all have our benefits, our biological um, differences that need to be, well, not need to be, it helps if they're identified and understood. Um, patterns of eating between an ecto and an endo, that is extremely different. Um, and when you understand or you explain this to somebody as I do and you give them the full opportunity to consider this it's lovely when the light when when the light switch goes on and say oh yeah I can relate to that I can relate to that because you're I mean because a lot of times it's not that our biology is wrong it's just that we don't live in line with our biology there's a science that I love, chronobiology. Uh, some people get confused with it with circadian rhythms and all this, but it's like 
activities in line with our cellular uh, movement function within the body types, etc. Uh, it's marvelous that tells us, you know, a lot of endos may not feel like breakfast in the morning. And there's no harm for that. It's a tranquil type of time for them. It, the, the cellular uh, functions is not, is low. But we tell people, oh, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. For me, it's very important because I'm up and I'm active and I'm not the same type of person as an endo. Um, so for me, breakfast, I am hungry. But endos who get up in the morning and don't feel like eating, this is normal. This is natural. It's not negative. If someone tells you, oh, but you didn't have breakfast, when your body tells you to eat, that's when your cellular functions are starting to kick up. That's when your body's starting to need, then eat then. But it's not... Uh, it's not that, um, you know, that there's clear rights and wrongs. You have to really look at the person and bioscience and our biology plays an awful big role in that. It's just unfortunate that it's not really uh, education number one in a lot of medical professions today. Mm-hmm. But it's coming around to me. Amen to that. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm disagreeing with you. It is really unfortunate that it's not taught more in the health realm, the medical field. And, of course, when things aren't taught, there's a lack of understanding or there's contrary to maybe what um, is possibly being taught. Uh, So this is confusing for people. Um, But, you know, as I straighten out, let's say nutritionist who didn't who has no exposure to genetics or chronobiology or biotypes i was frequently in a position that used to annoy me why one thing worked for one person but didn't work for another one i didn't have an explanation i didn't have an education that was taught me or i could go and find out why because no that's the protocol so it was very Mm -hmm. narrow it didn't allow for the personalization or the understanding of why is it not working for this person. And that, I mean, and that's really what it comes down to. And, and, and that's why it's, you know, depending on how a program is developed and what your body type is, there's a segment that it may work for 90% of the time, but then, you know, the, everybody else, it's just not going to. And it just comes down to the difference in body types. I mean, and this is really an area that we're just starting to learn more about. And it's, and it's not a new area, but with so many things, it just hasn't bubbled up to the top. And now we're starting to see these rumblings of, you know, health um, in line with your body type. And, you know, it, it's actually really exciting. And I hope it's something that we'll be able to continue to delve into and talk more about in the future. Because, you know, for some folks out there who are saying, I've tried everything and absolutely nothing works, it could be you've tried everything except for what your particular genetics needs. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yes, and I think, you know, there's very much like in Western medicine, we've got some great practices, some great protocols for, let's say, to the best of our ability, evaluating things, you know, uh, coming up with certain things. But what we've we've been pushed into, or let's say not being rude, what we've been focused on is, again, finding a balance. But our balance has been through education and use of pharmaceuticals. 
because mm. bring mm-hmm. the pharmaceuticals into it, that's a huge industry, billions and billions and billions of dollars. And it is, re- it is trying to cure something without finding the reason why it happened. Mm-hmm. It's yes. like as- an aspirin takes away the headache. It doesn't say, why are you having headaches? Exactly. True. It doesn't get to the root cause. And that is right. totally a whole nother show. Yes, completely. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> it is, but it is so important. You have to get to the root cause of the problem. Otherwise, you're just continually treating the symptoms. And that doesn't get you anywhere but in That's a vicious it. circle of just treating the symptoms and not ever getting to a solution. But again, that's a whole other show and that's not the show we're having tonight. But my gosh, who knew the rabbit hole that broccoli would take us down. So we are, we're getting close to uh, running out of time, Mark. So in summation, last thoughts for tonight for us. Be mindful of yourself. Give yourself time to ask yourself, was that fun? What was that like? Um, how did I perceive this? How's my body talking to me? Am I feeling good? Have I got a little bit of fatigue? You know, and focus on those areas and go for facts that are pertaining to you. Um, go and read about uh, biochemistry, body types, and this and that. It's very, very interesting field because what it is, it's, a base, it's based on life. It's based on living. Yeah. No, no bodybuilder should have, I believe, 100% eating clean all the time um, or are scared to go for a glass of champagne at the wedding. or this. It's living life and how we can live our life to the best quality. Let's not talk about longevity. That's a completely different. I believe that's in the hands of the Lord. But quality of life uh, is what we should all be striving for. And quality of mm-hmm. life is measured by you as an individual and how you perceive it and how it makes you feel which could be different for one person to another person. Relationships, mm-hmm. people are expressing themselves sometimes without meaning to be hurtful. But because of our, the way that our brains work, we can take things as a little bit insulting or whatever. But like Tanika could annoy the hell out of me, but she doesn't do it to annoy the hell out of me. It's just her and her <laughs> expression and what she needs to do. Like I could annoy the hell out of her, I'm sure. Right? It's just that we're different people and we need to accept ourselves and therefore then understand how we work because then we know what could best support us. Um, mm-hmm. But good explanation as to not so much how we got to this thing, but the understanding of how our body balances out and then what to do that is person personally linked towards us to make us better, not a generalization across the board. I've got my daughter yeah. coming at me now as well. All right. Well, Mark, you can go ahead and be a dad. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you back because we always talk about great stuff when you're with us. So uh, yes, hugs indeed. and kisses to the family and uh, we'll catch you the next time. Okay. And take care, David. Sure right, will. I Thank think you. I cut him a little short there. We sure will. All right, yeah, Kaylin, did. just enough time for uh, last your last thoughts on tonight. Well, I know no matter what you do with broccoli, if you put snickerdoodle on it, it can't fail. <laughs> 
somehow I think chocolate would be a better combination that, with broccoli than snickerdoodle, but uh, no, that me, might have uh, to be a taste me. test. That might have to be a taste test uh, that we'll we'll put to the test one of these days. Yes. So, yes, we will. Um, uh, so on behalf of all of you broccoli lovers out there and uh, all of you who are vested in finding out what works best for your particular body and body type and making sure you have the full story before you come to a conclusion, the boys of P for P Muscle, Kaylin and myself, your body is a temple, so let's build it. <laughs>